Interview number seven. Subject, Tobin Blair, a living ragdoll. It's interesting that my list now takes me farther away from humans and demons. First a cyborg, and now a doll. I certainly hope this pertains to me more than the last interview. Oh, well, that's quite odd. Hmm. There doesn't seem to be much around here. Please state your name and age. Ah. I'm so sorry, I didn't notice you there. I'm being rude. Actually, I can't really see you. That's normal. Name and age, please? I've been rude again. I am Tobin J. Blair, a tailor known to take in those who need to be taken in. And your age? Age? I've been around a long time. Is there anything I can help you with, dear? Yes, I believe there is. Can you tell me about yourself? Where do you live? I stay at my place of work. It is fairly difficult for one of my appearance to leave without causing much of a commotion. That sounds like an interesting situation. What sort of work do you do? I am a suit maker of sorts, working in my own tailoring shop, fashioning clothes for those who still appreciate the elegant dress of what used to be considered the upper class. How do you keep yourself hidden while still running a business? I have other people working for me, so I don't need to be in the public eye. Working like that sounds quite lovely, but also rather busying. Is it still enjoyable? Of course. With this job, I am able to help people. I have taken in some of the most lovely people and given them a home and work. I have raised children who had once attempted to steal from me, teaching them how to sew and create a new future for themselves. I have gained so many children, and lost many as well. But I just remember that there is always someone who needs a nudge in the right direction. Have any of your children gone missing recently? Well, my children tend to disappear from time to time, coming back or stopping in to say hello, although there is one person, Luna. She's the closest person I have to a daughter. She usually visits fairly often, but this time she's been gone for much longer than I, than ever. The last time this happened, I thought she had died. I do hope nothing bad has happened to her. I apologize, this is probably not what you needed. Yes, I do have people close to me that have disappeared recently. No need to apologize for being thorough. Forgive me for bringing up a tough subject. Perhaps we should move on to something a bit lighter for now? Do you consider yourself a user of magic? <laughs> it's probably obvious that I hold some form of magical abilities. Yes, I do magic. Would you like me to go into more specifics? Yes, if you could. Can you tell me about the kind of magic you use, and perhaps what you use it for? Well, if I were to describe my magics, I would say that I am capable of pulling objects from one space and bringing them into another. Apart from that, I'm capable of feeling the emotions of those around me. That would consider me an empath. An empath? Like reading emotions, does that ever cause a problem for you? Oh, all the time. Before I was truly in control, occasionally people would enter my shop and I would feel the unbearable urge to rip things to pieces. I have lost works to rage or sadness, thus I needed to take control and make sure I didn't ruin my creations. I see. It sounds exhausting. I... I assume you can read my emotions right now. Yes, indeed I can. I would rather you not. I apologize. They are familiar and difficult to ignore. I will try my best, though. Thank you. Have you ever used your magic for work purposes? I personally don't quite see the point of me using my magic outside of work, and since it is now shut down, I may as well speak about some of the work I used to partake in. 
For some number of years, I was on a council of magics, working under the man who is now engaged to the god of chaos. They are quite the lovely couple, very sweet. Whilst on this council, I was in charge of recruitment, as well as being Sir Kualema's second hand. Can you tell me anything about this Sir Kualema person? All I can say about him is that he is engaged to the god of chaos. I am not going to disclose any more information on him. It just isn't my place to do so. Oh well, it was worth a try. Do you have any early memories that you find are important to you? Perhaps pertaining to your family, or considered family? Memories. <sighs> I've been forgetting more and more recently. I can hardly recall the faces of my creators anymore. The thing I can never forget is the day they burned. I was almost burned that day as well, but I had escaped before anything could really happen to me. That might be the earliest memory that would be intriguing to someone else. I can vaguely remember the events prior to this. The days of me being taught how to assist my family, and the days spent sewing with the misses. Your creators burned? That sounds rather traumatic. Would it bother you if I asked more questions on the topic? Do, do you know that they were all burned? Yes, they were all burned. But not too long after, another family stumbled along the tailor shop, my creator's shop, and they helped me. This was the family of the first boy I really took in. This was the start of my new family. Can you tell me about them? Well, a kind family came across the shop one day and decided it would be a good place to stay. I don't believe they had anywhere before that. I didn't trust them very much at first glance, but I don't think I can be blamed for that. I noticed how tattered their clothes were, and they had children roughly the same age as my missus. I simply had to help them. Please go on. I still hid from, from them for a while. I started to sew new clothes for them when they were asleep. I estimated the measurements, but the new garments would do just fine. One night, the little girl woke up while I was working. She inquired my name, so I introduced myself as Tobin. She then asked what I was doing, and I told her I was making her family new clothes. A smile cracked across her face, and I gently told her to return to bed. They all awoke the next morning, and there the clothes were. The little girl, Jane, told them it was me. Her family, of course, didn't believe that it was Tobin, the big, nice rag doll hiding in the back room. Mm -hmm. So she brought them to me. How did they react to that? At first glance, they were all baffled. Then they thanked me profusely. They stayed at the shop after that, and I helped them. I ended up taking their name, and when Jane died, I decided to honor her name as well. You see, the first generation of this family's last name was Blair, and my middle name is actually Jane. But off of that... Generations down the line, the family had moved out of the shop, but still helped out, and eventually there was a little boy who I took quite a liking to. This was a boy who reminded me much of the late Jane. His name was similar, being that it was Jake. He had a friend who is of a much higher class, but loved to stop by anyway. That was Luna. They had their hardships as friends, and then I thought I lost both of them. One a couple years after the first, and I lost it. Oh, Oh no, I'm sorry. What did you do? It's nothing I'm proud of. I left the shop, I left the family, I went insane. This is around the time I began working for Sir Kulema. He asked me to join his council, and I did. My being in charge of recruitment led to me being able to hire more people for my shop. Having people around again made me want to return to my old job, but I wasn't interested in saying where I was. There were too many memories tied to that old place. So, I had my employees pack me up and ship me across the ocean to New York, where they helped me set up my current shop and place of residence. 
That sounds really hard. You mentioned that you had only thought you lost them, is that right? So they lived? Well, they had died that time, but they weren't gone for too long, I suppose. They returned by the time I had made it, made it to New York. <laughs> That's quite an ordeal. They died but came back to life? That they did. It seems to be quite a common feat with those I choose to spend time with. Can you tell me about them now? I know that Luna's been missing for a while, but tell me about Jake. Ah, uh, Jake. Where do I even start with Jake? When he was young, he was very interested in science. When he wasn't helping me or with Luna, he was at an internship of sorts. I'm not entirely sure what he was doing there, other than the fact that it was science. He and Luna would go on their own little adventures. <laughs> they were quite the troublemakers. <laughs> it sounds like it. Please tell me more. Well, Jake stayed interested in science, and the experiments he was doing just kept getting larger and larger. When he was 18, there was an accident. I, I thought I had lost him. He was gone out of existence for years. Then he appeared again. But he was... different. There were issues. Glitches. His appearance would shift, and he would be in just immense amounts of pain. We eventually figured out what was happening. In a sense, it was another entity taking over his being. We called this entity Cage. They are now separated. They don't always get along well, but they are both my sons. Cage was a part of Jake, and because of that, he will always have the same amount of care in my life. That's incredibly sweet of you. It takes a lot to be able to simply accept something like that. Tobin, I know that she's been gone, but can you tell me about Luna? Ah, uh, yes. Luna. She's such a sweet girl. When she was young, she would have to visit me often to get her dresses fixed. Embroidery that had been undone, petticoats torn. She was very adventurous, but I got the sense that her family didn't approve much at all. How so? She didn't talk about them often, only to mention her father being away or how her mother would try to keep her inside. When she was around the age of 13, she had lost some of her electricity. Now, when Luna was young and exuberant, she always seemed to have happiness running like electricity. When she reached this age, however, that spark was gone, and so was her sister. Did she die? No, she was just gone, and Luna was incredibly upset. She had told me the reasoning of her sister's disappearance, and I never forgave her parents for it. I see. Thank you for telling me that. I apologize. You seem to be quite overwhelmed right now. I I'm fine. I really do feel like I'm getting closer to finding Luna again. I wish you the best of luck with that. Truly. And I wish you the best of luck with your exploits here. Thank you. I... I also feel as though I'm getting closer to finding what I've been looking for. You will find what you are looking for soon. I believe it is time for me to take my leave. It was lovely sharing my stories with you, dear. Yes, oh, right, my emotions, you can forgive me. Thank you again, Tobin. You've been of great help. <laughs> that is what I am meant to do, is it not? You are quite good at your job. Teleporting in three, two, one. That interview was... I feel like I learned so much, but I feel so confused. Talking to these people is supposed to help me. At least, that's what I thought. I know more now, more than I had ever expected to get out of these interviews, and now... But, but I can't be sure. I can't be sure of anything who I know, who I trust. 
who I am. I I wish I knew what to do. Oh, it it's still recording. Hey, what were you doing? What? Oh, I was listening to something. Not really your business, is it? I'm letting you stay here. Could I at least know something? Fine. I'm listening to my recordings of my friend. Oh? What type of recordings are they? They're interviews. Oh, cool. Is your friend famous, or do they just interview famous people? Neither. They interview normal people. Oh, so you just listen to these normal person interviews? Yeah, I can't see my friend, so I listen to their recordings. Now, stop talking. I'm trying to listen. Okay, sorry for interrupting. Sorry for the interruption. Thank you for listening to episode 8. This podcast is written, directed, and produced by Liliana Conrad and Felix Mazorski. Script editing help from Leviathan Radford and recording help from Asha Seymour Conrad. Music design done by Jerry Cherney Cohen and cover art done by Leviathan Radford. Our social media handles and how to support us can be found in the description of this episode. The interviewer is voiced by Liliana Conrad. Tobin is voiced by Leviathan Radford. Ty is voiced by Silken Koto Tree Bar. And the mystery voice is voiced by Chris Conrad. Thank you again for listening. And the next episode will be available in two weeks. Until next time. <laughs>